How many X Factor winners can you name? I'm going to give you 10 seconds to have a think. Okay, how many have you got? Now, if you're new to the podcast, you might have spent the last 10 seconds frantically, confusedly looking through your phone or your computer to see what podcast you accidentally clicked on. If you've joined me before, you might be confused by the change of direction that I've taken. Maybe you're expecting to tune into a podcast that is discussing balanced living in a complex world, or perhaps you're seeking advice and support from a fellow business person who is looking to achieve results, but striving to avoid burnout. Instead, you could ask the name of X Factor winners, and I bet you were rubbish at it. Okay, here's another question. What if I asked you the name of artists whose careers have spanned more than 20 years, the musical greats, if you will? Go on, I'll give you another 10 seconds. Okay, who have you got? Dylan, Aretha Franklin, Springsteen, Bowie, Madonna. How many have you got? Whatever your number is, I'm, I'm sure, I'm positive that it is higher for the second question that was my first question. Now, we are not going to dwell on musicians in this episode because one, we don't have the rights to use any of their songs and we're already probably in dangerous territory. And two, they are not the entire subject of today's episode. In today's episode, we are going to be asking a big, complex question, even bigger than how many X Factor contestants can you name? I hear you ask. Yes much bigger than that. My name is Andrew Silito. This is the Andrew Silito Show. And today I'm going to be asking, are you really winning? I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success. So you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. It is not about the winning. It's the taking part that counts. This phrase is repeated by every compassionate supporter of of someone who is, to use an unfair turn of phrase, a loser. Now, listen. If you, like me, have ever been on the receiving end of such a comment, you will know that it tends to be as soothing as a handful of salt to the wound you've just been left with. The only thing left to do is rub it in. But even winners, people who come in first, the presidential candidate who wins the popular vote, still might not have won the whole race. So what does winning really look like? And how willing are we to challenge our perceived ideas? In this episode, I'm interested in exploring what winning really means to us and what it should mean. Winning in business is often as unachievable, impossible goal than a moving target that is asking us to hit the bullseye. And then as soon as we do it, we have to do it again. And then you have to put down your bow and arrow and conclude that this archer-based metaphor or hang up your Robin Hood hat and vow never to return to Sherwood Forest ever again. The feeling that everyone else is doing better than me is a common and understandable one. I felt it often. I still feel it. I feel it when I turn on the TV and see actors that look like they've been crafted by angels, or I see see it when I engage in social media and people are celebrating their achievements that range from buying their dream home to mastering a full English breakfast. I feel it in business when I see the end of year figures that make my eyes water. If you, like me, feel like you are not really winning, you are not alone. But I think it is time we talk about what winning really looks like 
and, and more importantly, what it feels like. And I'm going to tell you a quick story about a time when I felt like I had lost. A few years ago, going way back, actually, I lost the inheritance. I had been disinherited. I was removed from a, a legal document that allowed money I was going to receive to come to me. I was written out the will. And I don't need to tell you that I was not thrilled by this idea. It wasn't very nice. The person who managed to get me out of the inheritance, however, was, of course, very happy. As a passionate sports person, I know the importance of training and persistence. I know that strength and stamina have to be earned and they are only maintained with practice. If you take shortcuts, you might get a quick win, but it does not last long. There are shortcuts that we can all take. And I'm sure there are shortcuts we've all taken to get where we want to be. But is it really winning? Is the victory that you borrowed better than the one you earn? Probably not. But when I was disinherited, I felt not only had I not won, but I had lost. There are sometimes a feeling that the world is against you. Now I'm aware that as a white, heterosexual, middle-class, able-bodied man, that I am cushioned by the extreme societal privilege. I know that I'm very rarely discriminated against, and yet sometimes I still get the feeling that the world is against me. So I suppose what I'm saying is, if I'm feeling this way, then everybody must be feeling it at some point, right? Sometimes when I'm playing hockey with my team, decisions that the referee makes go against us, and we end up losing the game. Teams cheat, and because the referee's eyes can't be everywhere, they give the advantage to another team, the teams that cheat. And I'm proud to say that once we lose those games to foul play, we bury our frustrations in training and come back stronger next time. We earn our victories, and when we are cheated out of them, we wear them like a badge of honour. That is what really winning feels like. And there are some days, weeks, or even years where we feel like there was a quick fix that we could take. If you could skip out the middle steps and just get to the victory you're craving, you'd do that. You might cheat. You'd tamper with the figures. You'd use up all three wishes from a genie within the first three minutes in order to give yourself an easy ride. We've all done it. But when I was working on today's episode, I realised that is not a win. An Olympic gold medal weighs approximately half a kilo. An Oscar is a hefty eight and a half pounds. The Victoria Cross, awarded to the best and the bravest, is only 27 grams in weight. So it can't all be about winning, can it? We are striving for more. We are striving for the satisfaction that comes only through hard work and a little bit of luck and kindness. I wouldn't change being written out of the will and the family inheritance. Of course, how gracious do I sound by saying that? Don't get me wrong. At the time, my blood was boiling. I was pacing up and down rooms, unable to think about anything else. I was furious. But time is healing. And like I say, when I was thinking about this episode, I discovered I really wouldn't change that part of my past. I wouldn't change the motivation it gave me to provide for myself, the energy, the clarity that I wanted to provide for myself and my family. I wouldn't change the hard but deeply satisfying work that has put me firmly on the path that I'm on. The same can be said for mental health. Now, I know that particularly men find this difficult. They find it difficult to, to talk about. We don't like talking about our feelings or discussing our feelings. We reply with, I'm fine. It's such a knee-jerk reaction that we cheat ourselves out of our truth. The popular phrase of, it's okay not to be okay is vital for me. Winning in our mental health is not just about telling people, I'm fine. It's about having the strength to say, I'm not fine. That puts you on a path to victory. 
If you say I'm fine and you're not, you are not winning. It is as simple as that. There are no shortcuts to winning with mental health, like the journey to happy relationships, work-life balance and all other aspects. Winning is the long game. It is an investment in yourself and those you care about. And you owe that to yourself to try. There were no shortcuts that I could take to get to where I wanted to be. I couldn't even enter the apprentice and become the business person I wanted to be. Just in the same way, I don't think X Factor winners have careers that in any way rival the legacy of artists that we talked about earlier. It's the journey where the soul searching takes place. Winning for me is no longer target driven. It is not about how much money I make. It is about looking after myself and my family and my team. It is about striving to achieve balance in a complex world. And I'm in it for the long game. And I hope you'll join me. I'm going to finish with some wise words from a wise man. Try not to become a man of success. Rather, become a man of value. That was Albert Einstein. I'm Andrew Silito. Thanks for joining me. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.